Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Denana Says Fantasy Football Podcast. This is a Game Week 28 preview we're going to look at. No, Dan, it's not. Is it not? It's a February-March preview. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We got, we got all the months. So many months. Apart from all the rest of the months. So we got two months. A whopping two months. In total. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, we, we had a nice little nice little break. We did. Nice little uh, FA Cup round of fixtures. Mm. Uh, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Well, pretty decent. Was it? Oh, by the way, I'm Dan. I was going to. I was about to be like, introduce <laughs> anyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we've been away for a week, and we're back now after an action-packed weekend of of FA Cup football. Mm, I watched one game. One yeah. I watched half a game, and half another game. And that makes one full game. Correct. Half plus half is and one. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes logical sense. One game does plenty. Well, yeah, I mean, I've got to admit, you know, we're a fancy league podcast. Oh, I tried to watch the Brighton game and I could not find a stream that worked and I was mm. really upset because mm. this was already when they were like one or two nil up and I was like, give it to me. Give me... Give me the Brighton. Yeah. Was that on TV? No, it was a... I don't think so. That's ludicrous. It wasn't on TV that I had, mm. if it was. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it was a, a bit disappointing for me anyway because my team weren't in it, so I was just sitting around... Well, it's not disappointing, like, is it? Like, <sighs> you've already dealt with the disappointment. Yeah, it's just a bit boring, though. Like, all these, all these matches, and I'm like, I want to get some points, and I'm not getting any points. But it's these, it sounds like that where you just have to fight for every underdog yeah. there is. Yeah. That's what I do. I suppose so. And we did have some nice little underdog stories, obviously, the Rochdale versus Tottenham Hotspur match. Yes. Um... Yeah, Deli Alley in a sweet little dive. And I love Farmer Keith Hill, their manager. <laughs> Keith Hill, what a legend. The <laughs> celebration he, was unadulterated. Is he actually a farmer? I don't, I don't think so. He's he a looks, football manager. He looks like he should be a farmer. <laughs> can you be both? Is that like... You yeah. definitely can. I think if you're managing like a League Two side or whatever it is. That, that's still professional football. That's full time, man. Is it? Yeah. I thought I should get paid. It's Who like, pays you? It's, I think it's below... So... so any league football, so Premier League down to League Two, yeah. is considered professional. So you're telling me people who play for Luton Town FC... Yeah, they get paid like a, a proper salary. Like 30k a year? Probably a bit more than that, I'd say. I don't know exactly, but, but they get, you know, real salaries. And then I think the league below that, which used to be called the Conference, I don't even know what it's called so now. So it's just like the first it's league. It's the something Square Premier or some, uh, some sponsorship thing. Right. Um... I think that's semi-pro from okay. there and, and below. So you'd have like a part-time job. So you get paid, side. but you'd have a job as well, yeah. Why? So you have it. Facts. I hope they're facts. Imagine they're not. Man City are playing tonight, as we speak, of course. Yeah, versus Wigan Athletic. Versus the Wiggins. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll keep an eye on that as that goes on, but I can't because I've removed all of my football threads from Twitter, no. so I literally can't tell you. Heartbreak. Well, I'll put it on my phone in a minute, but okay. Yeah, anyway, should we get stuck into yeah. the, uh, the FPL news? I'm going to tell everyone what our structure is. Today. Go for it. So, we're going to go through some teams that have good fixtures or are just big teams who you should probably have players from. Hmm. Then we're going to look at three other teams who I think you should keep an eye on. We will also constantly um, allude to the blank game week in game week 31... Hmm. And then absolutely, completely Terrible forget. Terrible up. 
yeah, completely forget that it's happening. So this is what I was going to say. Should we reference this kind of now? Because we have we have the news on pretty much who is yes who is definitely the, going to be playing. Yeah, the Spurs Newcastle fixture is the only one that isn't yeah, certain. Exactly, but for for Spurs and Newcastle to not play that week, it would need to. It would mean that Spurs lose at Wembley to Rochdale, yeah. which is unlikely. Yeah, but wouldn't it be great? It would be great. It would be great. The narrative, the magic of the cup. <laughs> I can tell you they are next week, midweek. Okay. 28th of February is the Spurs-Rochdale replay. And bear with me, I've spelt Swansea wrong, but we're still going to get there. And the day before the 27th is the Swansea-Sheffield Wednesday. Okay, so two more teams are hanging out. I mean, Swansea miss out anyway, anyway because of who they would have been playing. But Exactly. Yeah, Spurs, I think you have to assume they're going to be missing game week 31. Uh, it is, yeah. Basically, the teams we have, we have Bournemouth versus West Brom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Huddersfield versus Crystal Palace. We have Stoke versus Everton. And we have Liverpool versus Watford. So those are the guys for your next sort of, what, four think you've got four free transfers left what are we now 28 so you've got 29 30 31 so yeah you've got three free transfers four if you haven't made this week's one yet you can start sort of maneuvering those guys in none of those teams bar liverpool are teams you you put down as like a staple of like a having players that you have to have in your team right so mm. you've it makes sense to triple up on liverpool if you if you haven't already they're also playing watford so it's a pretty nice fixture for them to have um the, the trouble with Liverpool, I guess, and we'll come to this a bit later, is just which three players to have, because they're looking good at both ends of the pitch at the moment. But yeah, Bournemouth, West Brom, Huddersfield, Palace, like, they're all good kind of middling teams. So, I mean, it, it depends on your chips, doesn't it? Do you have a plan for what you're going to do? No. No? You just roll in with the... Well... Going with the flow. Because you're also pretty freaking high. What's your, what's your overall rank? Oh, I don't know. I've gone down. Um... But 53,501st. That's pretty lit. It's all right. I've only spent one week outside of the top 100,000 mm. in the last 10 weeks, mm. maybe. And even then, I was 101,000. Yeah. Consistency like, is key. Yeah. Um, so, the, the general sort of consensus for, for these weeks so, you've got game week 31, which is the blank week. Now, some people, I'm sure, have already used their wildcard, which is. It kind of creates a problem because you going into week 31 where you have four games, maybe five if, if Spurs lose, you have a situation where you can use your free hit, but none of those look like particularly like profitable games. Yeah. Like, I mean, other than the Liverpool players, it's hard to call those games because there are a lot of like mid-table fixtures. I guess you could look at Huddersfield and Stoke as, as two... Well, and West Brom, actually. I think a lot of those teams, it depends whether they're playing at home or away. Mm. And that's kind of where you, yeah. put the mo- you put the money in the teams playing yeah. at home. But if you've already used your wild card, there's a situation where if you build towards game week 31, you're getting in teams from a load of sort of middling... Uh, players from a load of middling teams, and then you can't wild card out of it in week 32. Yeah. Whereas if you still have your wild card, you can sort of look to... Wildcard in 32 and then like yeah, a bench exactly. boost or something for the next um, for double. For the, the double weeks. But I, I do think there's a case for not going too overboard even if you are wildcarding because yeah. we have four weeks and, until um, week 31 yeah. where you can kind of get points from, you know, actual good players yeah. playing, playing better fixtures. For sure. I think I'd probably... I doubt I'm going to use my free hit chip mm. this season. 
Why not? I, I just <laughs> you don't just like should. it. I don't like it. I'm scared of it. I mean, it's your prerogative. I don't want it. It's your choice. Um, you could fuck it up. That's a... Last season, I definitely didn't use all of my chips. Yeah. Which one didn't or ones didn't you use? I can't remember. I think I did use Bench Boost in the end. Maybe I just went ham with everything at the end, yeah. like, last two weeks, just because I had them. Yeah. I mean, you may as well use your Bench Boost and Triple Captain. Like, there's no reason not to, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can understand the fear of the free hit because you could get all of the wrong right. players and your last team could, yeah. could do fine. But I think, so if I didn't have my wild card left to mm. play, I would I would free hit mm. into the blank. Into 31. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, there's also going to be a blank week in week 35. But it's less teams. But right? there will, yeah, so there will be fewer teams blanking. Mm-hmm. In other words, more because Premier League. Because it'll just features. be a semi-finals. Exactly. So there'll be four teams playing in the in the FA Cup at that point. Yeah. So the odds of you having better fixtures to to use your free hit, you could have a Spurs, you could have a, a Man United, you could have a, a Chelsea or whatever. Yeah. Those or whatever teams you like, but yeah. you could have those bigger teams and have a more profitable free hit. That's the general gist of it. Uh, it's just something to be aware aware of going into these next few weeks, like. I currently have two players yeah, I think <laughs> that I'd will probably, be playing. I wouldn't worry about fielding more than nine. Yeah. Like, if you can get to nine, you'll be fine. Yeah. Based on the fixture. Even that sounds like a lot considering the think? teams in it. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll get to it later. We'll, yeah. Because we may as well go through this and, and sort of bring up any sure. teams okay. who are are playing in it. So we'll start with big lad number one. We'll start with a team who aren't playing in <laughs> Yeah, we may as well. Why not, eh? Um, Spurs. Yes. So I've also got uh, notes along the way of how long these teams are rested for and yeah. how many games they have to play before their next Premier League fixture. Yeah. So Spurs have a week off now, like, effectively. Which is assume, something these teams don't get often. Yeah, I assume they'll probably still have to go to training or whatever. Yeah. But I guess that's tough for them. It's like it's like four hours, man. It's oh well easy. They finish at two. What? Yeah. It's like when you're at school again. I, watched, I mean, again, sorry for getting off topic, but Hector Bellerin q and I watched the other day. <laughs> He's like, we because it was really interesting. Okay. And I highly recommend watching it. He disses Arsenal Fan TV on it and everyone's been like losing their shit. Oh. <laughs> but he, did, he didn't diss them massively, but I'll tell you later. I heard him speak the other day. He's got a really funny, like, Cockney... So confused. Like, such Cockney a Cockney Spanish accent, yeah. <laughs> Spanglish accent. Like, he's been in London for too long. <laughs> um, but, no, he was saying, like, they finish at two, so he's got loads of time to just, like... Sit around, play FIFA? He, he does, like, Call of Duty sponsorships, but... Oh, right, but yeah. he, he, like, is a very sort of astute and kind of hard-working guy, it seems mm. like. Does a lot of uh, good stuff in his... And real, you know, adult stuff in his free time. Mm-hmm. Um... But, yeah, like, they they got plenty of time. So we're looking at the Spurs team. They're on pretty good form at the moment. Yes. Uh, they obviously just come off the back of beating Arsenal 1-0. Yeah. And, and then two two-all draws. Two two-all draws back-to-back against slightly varying opposition, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Spurs have some quite good fixtures. They do have up. some lovely fixtures. Um, the best fixtures, in fact, really, out of all of the teams in the Premier League, mm-hmm. they have the best run. You think? Yes. All right. I do. I've done a table and everything. Okay. Them and Huddersfield, I think. Hit me with <laughs> Huddersfield, the mighty Hudders. <laughs> um, 
like Huddersfield from game week 30 onwards yeah um, so the next Spurs three are Crystal Palace away Huddersfield at home and Bournemouth away hmm. it would be Newcastle after that but likely to be. be postponed sure yeah so they blank in 31 but I don't think it matters we'd expect them despite this Rochdale hmm. result we'd expect Spurs to keep clean sheets in at least two of these games right hmm. yeah um the, the thing that is weirding me out about Spurs is, like, they've actually quite struggled to keep clean sheets a lot this year. But not recently. So, they no. got, obviously, the, the Arsenal one. Yeah. They, they kept a clean sheet. Did they... Oh, it was Liverpool before, before that, that? Liverpool was 2-2. I, I guess you have to give them some sort of leeway for a game like Liverpool. But this is the... Like, still in these games, mm. you would expect, if this is what you're going for... Like, so, I guess here my point is... Where you've got Man United, where mm. everyone's got Jones, he's injured, Smalling's expensive, Valencia's expensive, mm. and they've got rubbish fixtures. Yeah. Chelsea have got rubbish fixtures. And also have been conceding goals. Exactly. Time. So if you did want to switch anyone around, yeah. maybe you'd look at Liverpool, but also you can look at Spurs yeah. for these good fixtures, Davies and Alderweireld. Yeah. At 5.6 and 5.8 respectively. Cheaper yeah. than those guys you had, and then you've got more money to move around. It's so hard to say. Like the the one the thing I'd I'd sort of lend caution to with uh, Spurs at the moment is out of Virod, I thought he would go straight back into the team, and he played the game against what was it uh, Newport County? Like what was that three two three weeks ago? He he missed all the rest of the games. The the Premier League game mm-hmm. against Arsenal, and which he declared himself fit for, right. and the Champions League game. And he played again against um, Rochdale. So you don't think he'll start and in the Premier League? I kind of... So, so there's this like talk about his future going... Apparently there's like a release clause. His contract is running out soon. He's got a year left on it. And there are these whispers about him wanting to leave. And it kind of seems reminiscent of what happened with Kyle Walker when he declared his desire to leave. And also, to, to a lesser extent, Danny Rose. Like, they're two players who've kind of made public comments about wanting to potentially leave Spurs or wanting to be paid more and and stuff like that and Danny Rose has not seen a lot of football this year and Kyle Walker is much the same he spent a lot of time on the bench behind Trippier in that time so I am you know I can't say either way because I I don't live inside his head but Alderweireld has clearly been fit enough to play for at least three weeks and the fact that he's missed all of those big games kind of makes me worry about that because I was dead set on getting him as well yeah. he was the, the guy I wanted to go for Davis is what he's 5.6 so he's a little bit cheaper he'll probably rise soon I think because he's he's been doing so well mm. but the the worrying thing with him is that ro- that threat of rotation with their fullbacks is always there so they both kind of look like I'm tearing my hair out I'm like I want Aldevira but I don't know if he's going to play for sure I want Davis as well because he's a little bit cheaper, but I don't know if Rose is going to play because the Champions League is back and there, there are a lot more fixtures. So right. it, it's really hard to know what to do there, other than maybe Vertonghen, who's, what, 6.0 or something. And he's yeah. I think he's more nailed on maybe Sanchez's as well if they, if they switch back to a three again. But yeah, I, I just advise like a little bit of caution. Obviously, if you think he's going to play fucking go in get just get him because I think Alderweireld is the best centre back in the Premier League arguably um, 
it's just I'd wait to see him actually start a Premier League game before I make that move. And if he starts the next one, I've, everything I've just said is null and void because fine, it's no big deal. But it does seem reminiscent of that sort of not total freezing out, but the kind of Pochettino saying, you know, we'll be fine without you. Okay. My question is Kane versus Aguero. Okay. Um, Kane, 12.8. Hmm. Aguero, just 12. Yeah. Um, I probably would have said this last week as well, so, you know, take my words with a pinch of salt. But Aguero's time is probably short at this point because, as a nailed-on starter at least. Okay. Um, because Jesus is mere weeks away from returning now. How many weeks? So he's running again. And he's, he's playing with the ball, but because it was like a, a ligament injury, they don't want to rush him back. But I think it's probably going to be about three weeks before he, he plays again. Okay. The thing is, City also don't play the next their next Premier League game until, what, a week and a half from now? Yeah. So if he's back in two weeks, that, that gives maybe the Arsenal game. And yeah, it's totally worth keeping Aguero for the Arsenal game because Arsenal's defence is, is all over the place at the moment. But after that, maybe it looks, uh, maybe with the Champions League in, in full flow again, you start to see Jesus coming in and playing some Premier League games, especially if they wrap it up. You've got to wonder what that means for Jesus and Aguero. Does one of them become the Premier League striker and one of them becomes the Champions League striker? I have no idea what goes on in Pep's head, but I feel like we're coming to the end of the Aguero sort of Despite his form being brilliant, it seems like we're coming to the end of him being the guy you have to have. Okay. My only, <laughs> my only stat would be that he's scored in each of City's last eight home games yeah. in all competitions. Yeah. And that had me nervous. Which is pretty... They scored... He scored, what, four in the last game as well? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty mental. I mean, some of the goals... I was re-watching the highlights last night. Some of the goals were just, like, terrible from, from Leicester and Schmeichel in mm. particular just giving the ball straight to him. And then the final goal was just so, like, ridiculously good. Because um, I'm not, like, the biggest Aguero fan. I'm much more of a, a, like, Kane boy. But there's no denying, like, how good he's been of late and how good an option he's looked. And, yeah, he's, he's been outperforming Kane by quite a distance. Mm-hmm. So I just think at this point, it looks like the tide will turn, especially with uh, Spurs' next three fixtures being so promising. But I don't know, maybe you have both. Maybe that's a, a good time for I don't everyone. think it's... No, I don't think that is a good time. No, I don't either. I don't think... You, I definitely don't think you should get both Kane and Aguero. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, so do we have any... Is there anyone else from, from Spurs? I mean, Ericsson and Ali, the obvious guys to look at, but... I don't think you it's should. It's kind of hard to justify them all. I don't think it's where to look at the mm. moment. I think you have Kane... And maybe you have a defender as yeah. well. But I th- Son also hasn't scored in, I think, seven games now. Oh, oh. Which is... Poor Son. Yeah. He, he's still been playing well, but yeah. he's kind of gone on a bit of a drought. So I think the Spurs, other than, than Kane or maybe a defender, like you yeah. say, maybe it's time to look at other attacking options. I'd agree. Uh, so Man City... Yes. They had, like we were just saying, a pretty, pretty massive result against Leicester, that 5-1 win with four Aguero goals. Yes. Um, some interesting things about about City recently. Sane has returned. He has, which is very exciting for me because he's one of my favourite players. 
Do you want to get him back in your team? I absolutely do. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> do you think other people should get him in back into their teams? So, Sane, he's what, 8.3? I, I don't think he's dropped any more. It's So, they've got Arsenal next. He does love a goal against Arsenal. So, um, also, whilst hmm. we're here, and I was going to talk about this more in the Arsenal bit, but I think hmm. it's worth mentioning here. So, obviously, Man City play Wigan tonight. Yeah. Then, before the next Premier League fixture... Man City and Arsenal play in the League Cup final. Yeah. Ooh. So there's actually... So bef- between right this second... Scouting time. And the next Premier League game... They face each other. Yes, but Man City play twice. Yeah. Whereas other teams mostly yeah. either don't play at all or have one yeah. um, to go. So that that's the annoying thing, right? Because that midweek game, that Thursday game... So that's the thing. I was gonna. I felt like this is more pressing in the Arsenal bit. Yeah. Because I feel like if you have, you already have. You already have Sterling or Aguero. Yeah, exactly. Probably if you want those, right? Exactly. So it's less of a problem because you're not going to get rid of them. Yeah. But the Man City Arsenal Premier League fixture comes at the end of the next game week hmm. on the Thursday. Hmm. So you have to set your team a week before yeah. that fixture. Yeah, that's crazy. With the fixture that they play in the meantime. <laughs> Imagine so all of your can, Arsenal City players get injured exactly. in that game. <laughs> they could all die in that game and you've set your team already and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's a, a tough one to call. But you're still going to get Sane. But at least, yeah, I, yeah. so I, I'm in a situation where I can't really get Sane just yet. But I think I'll, I want him for the Arsenal game because I know I'll probably score against us. Um... The, the one guy I wanted to bemoan for a moment oh. is Gundogan. Oh. The, good, guy who's good been, <laughs> the guy who I got in as a fancy little differential a, a good three weeks ago now. Yeah. He's, looked, he, he's had a chance to score in every game. Doesn't do anything. Scores two in the Champions League though, doesn't he? Got and now that. David Silva's back. So what am I going to do then? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to stick with him again. And he's, David Silva's probably going to play instead of him. Uh, along with Kevin De Bruyne and I'm going to have a one-pointer from the bench and I'm gutted because I thought that was a fun little 5.1 or 5.3 differential it was and it was it's fun because the thing is right I he's a really good player and he has those moments where he comes into the team and he just scores a load of goals and then he disappears again because he's he's more or less a squad player for City but I just felt it and I was like oh I'll go for the edgy pick I won't go for like a Shakiri or anything and it's really, it's really bitten me, that one. It's really upsetting. But I just had to get that off my chest. Good. So, who else scored in the, the Basel game? It was 4-0, uh, wasn't it? Bernardo Silva, Aguero, and then Gundogan twice. So, yeah, Gundogan. God damn it. And Sane did feature for a bit in that, and I, uh, he's playing tonight as well. So, yes. hopefully, he gets through that okay. Um, yeah, City, I, I think, you know, Sterling is still the main man to have Otamendi is a talking point though I think because last time we we podcasted uh, we were talking about is, is it time to get rid of him and I was kind of like I suggested it and then I was like ah oh, no no surely not but they keep conceding so they've yeah. they conceded again against Leicester Leicester only had two shots and they still conceded yeah but I feel like you can bank on Vardy to score every game yeah which is an interesting thing we'll come to though. Um, yeah like I'm not asked. like I'm not annoyed it's just his price Phil Jones I'm annoyed he's a little bitch Otamendi 
<laughs> he did some good things. Um, and I like I paid so little to get Otamendi in. If I get rid of him now, I can't get him back. Mm. So I'm not I'm not asked. I don't care. Are you keeping him? Yeah, probably. Oh right. Okay. I'm gonna get rid of Jones. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I might as well keep Otamendi. I only have him and Sterling, so mm. it's not like I have like three City players and I'm yeah, like, oh, I can't get anyone else in. True. So I don't mind. Yeah, they they have an interesting situation because. City do have like statistically one of the best defense defenses in the league in terms of they allow so few chances, but they just have this habit of the one chance they give away mm. they concede from it. Yeah, and uh, it has been happening quite a lot recently. But yeah, I, I guess it's one of those situations you're going to be looking at that much like Alonso. Um, you're going to be looking at freeing up some money from your defender who you're you've got a big price rise on or you're paying a bit yeah. too much for. Um, should we move on to Liverpool? I just had a one point about KDB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't even spoken about him. I'm getting a bit worried. Why? Because he's really good. Yeah. He's such a weird one because he's in the Salah price range and that's what makes him really hard to justify because... Mm, but I got Salah before Salah was in the KDB price range. Yeah. So... I would never like so KDB's 10.3 right yeah. now um, five assists and one goal in the last four Premier League fixtures hmm. like I guess that's not that wild for 10.3 but he is so good and it, yeah. he gets a lot of bonus right because he's always Doing he's always good. one of the yeah. most productive players in yes. the team it's it, he is really good so one of the guys I work with like has him in his Sky team and on Sky, it's great. Like, you can totally justify it because you get bonus points for, like, making enough passes right. and shots on target. Whereas in this, like, you obviously get... You do get uh, boosts in the BPS for that, but yeah. you, you mostly get them for points. scoring goals yeah. or, or whatever. Um, I think the problem with KDB is he's just... He's at a little bit too much when there is all of that value in midfield. Mm. And it's really hard to fit him in as well as the other players that you want. Yeah. Um, because you kind of want to well, have Unless this... you're me and you have so much money sitting in the bank right now. Yeah, yeah. So if you're playing that sort of thing where you've got two sort of cheaper midfielders, I think it, it's totally workable. Um, yeah, I, I'd say there's an argument for that. I mean, it, it really depends on how you're setting up yeah. your, your team. Like, I already have Sterling mm. and I'm not going to get rid of Sterling. Mm. But if I didn't, I'd probably be thinking about... Devoid yeah. over him. It's insane how consistent he is. Him and Salah have just been like incredible this season. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I I definitely think he's gonna continue that. Yeah. Um but he's just so hard to fit in. Especially with Kane and, and shit like that. Yeah. Alright, uh so Liverpool. Liverpool. These boys. They, they are good. They are good at football. Have a lovely run, really. Oh, they do. With, All the way to the end of the season. With about two exceptions. Yeah. Till the end of the season. And they'll still score against those teams. Correct. And play in game week 31. So let's stock up. Let's wax lyrical. So what I am proposing for your Liverpool setup for the rest of the season. Firmino, up front, 9.2. Yep. One would hope you already have Salah. Yep. Alternatively, a differential in Mane, 9.3. Yeah, you're taking a risk, but like, do what you could do. 
if you're not really asked about your team or you're extra asked about your team mm. have a think about Mane he just got a hat-trick against Porto yeah I'm sure that was nice for him he's a good, good little player that that Mane Sadio <laughs> um, and then behind them Robertson at 4.7 mm. or Carius yeah at 4.8 and goal yeah they, those are all this is the thing because uh, the hardest situation like I'm definitely going to look at tripling up on, on Liverpool in the coming weeks yes. because of that that blank game week um, but I have a tough decision to make and I think I'm probably going to end up with Carius and Van Dijk so the oh. the justification behind you, this so you're going to get rid of Firmino uh, so I didn't have Firmino because I got Aubameyang in. <laughs> oh, okay. You got Firmino yeah. ages ago. Yeah. Sorry. So that... Okay. That was... I, I got, you know, I bought into the Arsenal hype as an Arsenal fan. I got rid of Firmino for Aubameyang, uh-huh. which has caused some budget problems for me right. that I'd rather not have. Okay. I will admit, but I still believe. Right. I still believe it's going to come good mm-hmm. um, and he's going to... I can see him scoring against City, like, the way that they play. So... Um, but yeah, like, Mane would require me to get rid of a, an expensive midfielder, like a, like a, uh, what's his name? Oh, no. Sterling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a Sterling, or okay. like a Salah, yeah. or uh, I can't even remember who I have in my midfield now, Mkhitaryan, mm-hmm. which, you know, I guess I could do, but, but yeah, like, I kind of want to keep my Arsenal players, because I took that pun, and I, I need to stick with it. Um yeah, you have this awkward situation where his price is the problem. So, like you say, you could do the differential thing, like switch Salah for him. But if you do that, you're I kind of asking... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't switch right. Mane and Salah. Right, okay. If I didn't have Salah right now... Yeah. Which I imagine is going to be a very small percentage. Yeah, then I'd pick... Then I'd think about picking. It Mane. makes more budgetary sense, and and but you know, I wouldn't get rid of Salah. I wouldn't necessarily get yeah. rid of Salah to get Mane. In. Yeah, but it's an option. Yeah, it's uh, if you're really chasing. Yeah. Um, so my justification for Van Dyke rather than Robertson mm-hmm. is obviously Moreno is back from his injury now, and I do think we're gonna see some rotation. Okay. To me, it looks like Robertson should continue to play because he's been brilliant. But these fullbacks, I just never trust any managers. So who is who are the nailed on defenders? So Van Dijk is the one, basically. Didn't he just miss a game? Um, in the I no, he played. Game. He played the last one. But the one before. He was really good. He did. Yeah, I think he missed it through illness or something. Right. Okay. But he's you know he's been signed to play every game. Okay. Um. How much is Van Dijk? I didn't write it down. So he's five point five, which is very you know it's basically starting price Otamendi, isn't it? And with their, their fixtures, they have kept a lot of clean sheets recently. Uh, they have looked very solid defensively. I think there's some kind of... There's this opinion of Liverpool being bad defensively, but it's... They were bad The numbers don't show it. They, prior to this season, they have not been oh, good. Defensively. If we're talking about prior to this season, yeah, I think that's, that's a so fair criticism. So I think it's criticism. fair for people but, to be like, well, Liverpool But this season, I think they've been one of the, the top sort of defensive teams... Um, it's just when they do concede a goal there's always an inquest and there's always pointing fingers and stuff like that but Van Dijk is one of the players who does really well in the BPS uh, he's likely to play every game and he, he can get the odd goal so I, I think for me it's worth paying slightly more just to be safe in the knowledge that he's going to play and I think Karius is going to be the other one just because 
yeah, like I say, I, I don't want to get rid of Aubameyang. I don't want to downgrade one of my midfielders. And with the, the games they've got coming up, so it's just quickly see what they've got. They've got West Ham, Newcastle, Man United away, uh, Watford, Crystal Palace, Everton, Bournemouth, West Brom. Like, they play two of the top six in the remaining 13 games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just pretty badass, I think. Like, you can't ask for better. So do it. Crack on. Get those defenders. Who are you getting rid of for Carrius? Adrian. Okay. I still got him sitting there. Fair enough. Adrian. Let's move on. Uh, okay, so Leicester City. Um, They've been on a bit of a bit of a run. Vardy yeah. in particular. So Leicester have like all right fixtures for the next three games. I think they have okay fixtures. I've written really good to the fixtures end of the season. for the rest of the season. Yeah. Would be worth investing in players now. The next three look really good. So it's uh, Stoke, Bournemouth, West Brom. Mm-hmm. Then they face Arsenal, who are a team they have well, they, no qualms about. That's the blank. Sorry, that's the blank. Yeah, you're right. So at um, some point they'll face Arsenal. So then after that, they actually face Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Southampton. Like those are. Yeah. All of these are basically lower than top sixty, or like a lot of them below tenth. So everyone is below them apart from Burnley yeah, and Arsenal. Yeah. So you can't really argue with that. And Mahrez is back in the team. Yeah. Played really well in, in the FA Cup game. I, I didn't see the whole thing. I only saw the highlights. But he put two... Obviously got the assist for Vardy's goal. Uh, but also put a really good ball through to him. Just just kind of came out of nowhere. And he was through on goal. And mm. it looks like he's come straight back into the team. Motivated and, and ready to do it again. So he's at 8.6. So Still good. In my team... I'm currently clinging on to Everton players yeah. who play in the blank week. Hmm. If I got rid of them, I could happily have Mahrez and Vardy. Because I think I think I can afford it. I can't remember. I'll have to look into it. But basically, but right now, I have enough money in the bank to upgrade Calvert-Lewin to Vardy. To Vardy. <laughs> Which is mad. That is some difference. Um, like, I don't know if I will, because then that's kind of all my money tied up and I don't know if I want to commit to it, mm. because then I have, like, a fairly dodgy midfield. You have three strikers, three big strikers. Yeah, and, and then I have two midfield. good midfields, one middling mm. in Walcott, and then two... And it only takes, ones. like, two, one or two games until you're like, oh, I need to get rid of these cheap yeah. midfielders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, to be fair, I have had... Tagore since the start of the season and yeah. I am not getting rid every of time you think about getting rid of him he goes and scores another goal <laughs> yeah. which is really funny <laughs> um, and Milivojevic is getting a, a freaking penalty every game exactly uh, but Vardy and Mara is definitely at least one of them I think you should hmm. have for the rest of the season yeah I agree um, my personal preference is is Mahrez. Uh obviously midfielder more points for scoring goals Yeah. and his form this season has been brilliant uh, I think Vardy Vardy's had a really good record I think he's scored in his last five appearances um, a goal in each of Leicester's last five games in all competitions yeah you're correct so <laughs> I, I kind of just guessed that number as well which is really <laughs> good bang on <laughs> um, but he's you remember when he went on that run and he broke the record where he scored a goal every game and that was uh, the, the Leicester title winning season sure um, it was like I can't remember the number of games. It was like 12 games or right. something. Um, but he seems to be picking up one of those runs again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the problem being that he's just got one goal 
every game. Yeah. Whereas Myers has had a few sort of like bigger holes in the season. I just think overall he's a he's a better player. Yeah, I think it just depends on where you have yeah, space exactly. and money and players you don't want in your team. Exactly. So that's the the trouble, isn't it? It's a lot easier to downgrade an expensive striker to a Vardy than it is to get rid of a Sterling or get yeah. rid of a, a Salah or upgrade like a, a, a 6.0 midfielder. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the trouble you have. But if you can fit Mares, he'd be the guy to go for. I think Leicester's defence you should avoid at all costs. Know. We've seen plenty of times this season, <laughs> with the exception of when they went on that run of three games. Yeah. And they've conceded like a, a bunch of goals in the last few games. So I just don't think their defence is cheap enough or reliable enough. I'd agree. Um, but yeah, both those two brilliant shouts. If you can get either of them in, you won't need to change them for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, Everton. So, I was so hopeful Yeah. for Everton. I looked at these fixtures, I thought, oh, let's go. <laughs> Let go. And obviously Everton play in the blank week. But now you're holding on. Everton's away form is somewhat not good. Yeah. The three of their next four fixtures are away from home. Oh. But the fixtures are positive on their side, so I hopefully maybe they can do something with it. So mm. they play Watford away, then Burnley away, which is a tricky one, but then Brighton at home and then Stoke away. And I'm like, there's got to be something here. Come on, Everton, you can do it. They all sound like games they should score in, right? I'd hope so. Apart from maybe Burnley. Yeah, which you'd expect. Yeah. You'd expect not to score against Burnley when Burnley are playing at Tapmore. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to know what to think about Everton, to be honest. Like, I, I think you're in a situation where because it's three weeks and then it's a blank game week... Like, the idea of getting rid of Walcott just sounds silly. Yeah. Especially as he's been playing quite well for them as well. So I didn't actually see the, the highlights for this whole match, but I heard that Walcott put in a man-of-the-match performance. Okay. But he got booked, and he didn't get any goals or assists. <laughs> so I, I kind of don't mind. So I got Walcott in for Mares, hmm. um, which, where the Premier League is concerned, has been fine. Yeah. Exactly, because we didn't know what was going to happen yeah. with Mahrez as and then well. they got the same amount of points anyway Yeah, in the last game, because so it's absolutely fine. Um, and I just I just want to know that my faith in Walcott isn't misguided. misguided yeah. Yeah. I, for, for two weeks. Yeah. At least. Like, yeah. And then if I change him after the next game week, then that's that. But that's kind of my situation. Yeah. And I do have three Everton players in my squad currently. Yeah. That's... That's crazy. So Pickford, Calvert-Lewin and, and Walcott. Yeah, right? so I I don't think this is what I'm going to do with Calvert-Lewin. Hmm. But if you are still holding on to Calvert-Lewin just for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> he, or just because you haven't had time to yeah, change yeah. him Yeah, it's hard to get that free transfer, right? He hasn't started for a really long time. Yeah. There is far more chance of Nias starting. Yeah. Even if Nias stops starting, He's there's still, still more chance of him starting. Yeah. And he is 0.2 million cheaper than Calvert-Lewin. And he did score an assist in the last game. Yeah, he started the last three Premier League games. Two goals and assist in his last four. He's he's one of those weird players that isn't great, but he's effective when he does play. Just in the right place at the right time and stuff. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he's got that FPL gold in that sense. I don't know if he'll keep it up. It's... 
hard to say. Yeah. The I, I guess the ultimate question is what is Allardyce doing with Tosun because nothing. He bought him, and now he's like not playing him. Literally. And nothing. it's he looked really good in his his first game. I just it's really hard to, to predict because he says stuff in the media and then he goes completely against it. Mm. Like when he said he couldn't play Sigurdsson and Rooney together, when he plays them together, they win the game. Yeah. And and Sigurdsson, did he score in yes. the last game? Yeah, yeah scored so, and assist. So you have this situation where you're like, does he even know what the hell he's talking about? I'm not so sure he does. Yeah. I think he's just constantly grasping at straws and, and getting away with it. Mm. But... Um, I think Sigerson is one to watch as well. Yeah, eight million is probably a little too expensive. It's the the only, it's kind of gutting because Sigerson has been such a mainstay in FPL. Mm-hmm. But looking at him this year, he he's kind of like that little bit too high in his price and the team he's playing for. Yeah, because of the way they've performed this year. Whereas Walcott at seven point three. Yep. He he just offers more value, I think, and. The one thing I would say about Walcott is he's definitely the kind of player that can get you a hat-trick in a match mm. and doesn't even need to play that well just because he's such a, a threat uh, getting in behind the defence. So if it was a choice between those two, I know which one I'd pick. That's that's it, Walcott for me. Should we go on to uh, Swans. the Swans? Yeah. These guys have been damn good. Unbeaten in 10 games in all competitions. Incredible. 10 entire games. That's double figures. Mm. I, ooh. <laughs> I, I honestly don't, and I mean, they obviously drew in the FA Cup, which is just, again, different team, so it, it's hard yeah. to really draw anything from that. But. Unless you're them. Which and they should have had two penalties, to be fair. Okay. Like, they, they could have easily won that game if they got the calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, actually, yeah, did you see, did you oh. see any of the highlights for this? Oh. Van der Horn, mm-hmm. uh, really good header, and this keeper just makes an amazing save it cut like right up close to van der horn's face and he was like how the fuck did he <laughs> save that it was kind of funny but um uh, but in the league they've been absolutely incredible yeah uh i guess the the first thing to to talk about is mawson what's the the situation with him i don't know got injured during the warm-up before this FA Cup game which is annoying which like, I imagine lots of people are fuming at because right, he's just, been a popular choice just don't warm up mate <laughs> what do you think you are um, I'm hopeful that he'll be fine like it's just a knee thing hmm. he's yellow what's uh, uh yellow mm, I never trust I only trust Dinnery well what we can say is they're on great form and if you've brought him in check, check out what the situation is because he's I think with Swansea you have they're playing this three at the back at the moment so Van der Horn, Fernandez and Mawson all excellent options uh, I think Van der Horn and Fernandez are both 4.5 Mawson has risen to 4.6 um, Mawson's 5.1 oh who's 4.6 Norton Norton is the one I'm thinking of sorry I think if you can afford to don't get rid of Mawson for this coming game week he might play, he might not, but it doesn't seem like it's a particularly serious... Like, if you injured yourself in the warm-up, mm. chances are, unless you're going to be really crazy, yeah. it's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Uh, I imagine the reason he didn't play was more precautionary, like, you've got a slight strain, Chill uh, out. don't play this game, yeah. and we want you fit for the league, which exactly. is, is fair enough. So um, so if you can work around it, yeah. 
don't transfer Especially him if you've just got him in recently. Yeah. And like, don't swap him for another Swansea one. Yeah. Unless you need the money. But yeah. even so, you should have thought about I, this I, before you did I don't you think you should do that purely because, firstly, he might be fine. Yes. He might play. But you get this... When you're swapping between defenders, especially the way Swansea have been playing... Like, Mawson's got assists and goals. So has Fernandez. So has Norton. Van der Horn's come really close. Norton's been getting assists. Like, you're kind of in this situation where the one you switch to, you're you're running that risk of missing the goal or missing yeah. the... And it's not worth doing that to yourself, especially wasting a transfer on it. Yeah. So if you've gone for Mawson, I guess the reason you've gone for him is because he's had this history of scoring goals and, and being quite a good attacking defender. So... Absolutely keep him. Yeah. But they... I think in attack, they don't look quite so so no. promising. It's Jordan Ayew and Abraham is looking so interesting is he looking, again. Is he kind of coming back into the four? Because I don't think he's started a Premier League game yet. No. Um, he hasn't. He played... He scored two in the FA Cup and yeah. assisted two as well or something. Something like that in the midweek... Hmm. Whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but then came on towards the end of mm. the Swansea Burnley and, like, was good. Yeah. Like, didn't get a goal, but yeah. was good. I've still got him. <laughs> I don't know how I've still got him in my team. I'd be tempted not... I would be yeah, tempted I'm not, getting rid of, not to get rid of him. I mean, the point is, right, He the kind of player... And I've seen so many people do this this year and... You know, you could argue I'm not having the most successful season, but I think that's more because I I didn't have Salah for the majority of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have this this situation where if you transfer out, and it happened with Nias earlier, loads of people got Nias in, and he got that three game ban. Yeah. And it's every time you make these like small knee jerk transfers, there's some rotation, and the other player that you got rid of ends up coming in. Yeah. So. I've been riding it out with him just sitting on my bench and I'm kind of fine with that because if he does come back in I haven't wasted a transfer yeah. and I might get to benefit from that at some yeah. point the only gutting thing is he is now dropped below his original price so so I've actually lost point one on him now gutted but you know it's uh, is there anyone I'm trying to think who have they got in midfield do they have anyone creative? No, Tom Carroll's in and out like a something that's in and out it's, it's their defenders who score the goals isn't it yeah Who's playing up? Yeah, it's just Jordan A. Hi. So, but I would say Fabianski as well. I was just mm. about to say, yeah, 4.6 million so rarely doesn't make it to three points. Yeah. Like, even if they lose the clean sheet. Yeah. He's making saves. He's always everything. their man of the match, isn't always he? Always saving. Like, Every, he saves everything. It's, there, the, was a, there was a tweet about De Gea a few months ago, and it was like he could save a PDF to a calculator. <laughs> and I really, really liked it. <laughs> But the truth is, they were really talking about Fabianski this whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it seems like when Swansea's form is good as well, Fabianski's value, you know, 4.6 becomes astronomical yeah. comparatively. I, I There's a little bit of hesitancy from me, like, probably one of the reasons I'm looking at Carius instead is just because I'm worried that that, that turn is going to happen. Yeah. I think... I. I don't know why, but yeah. it feels safer to have a Swansea defender yeah. than it does to have a Swansea goalkeeper. Because, because it, it seems like, like they get, can get goals. And, and it feels like you can get rid of them easily. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like 
if you get Fabianski. Oh, no one ever wants get... to make a goalkeeper transfer. I don't mind it. I don't know why people are so asked about it. Like, chill. Be- because cool. in most cases, the maximum you're going to get is like a, a four or five point. No, it's fine. Like, return. Don't worry about it. But, but yeah, I, I'd say like with their opportunities to score, it does look like the defenders are the place to go. And that's it. Mm-hmm. The boys, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's crack on with some... Arsenal. Some Arsenal, eh? These are... I didn't even write them down. I've got, some, <laughs> I've got some issues. My question is, I guess it's not such a big deal because they are four days apart, mm. the two Man City, Arsenal, Man City fixtures. What are Arsenal taking more seriously? The League Cup final or the Premier League game? <laughs> You'd assume the League Cup uh, final so that they could get a trophy, mm, right? Or no? I I would say you're giving Arsenal too much credit if you think they can take one game seriously and others not. I, I think they're just not good enough to, to okay. do that. Like well, They've made it this far in the Cup, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I mean, like, the idea that Arsenal will be like, oh, we're just going to try really hard this game. Like, okay. it's... I think Arsenal are not losing games for want of trying I think there's some some kind of momentum issues like as the season's gone on we've had you know we had a completely different team in the Europa League earlier in the season Mm -hmm. I think one of Arsenal's biggest problems is they haven't won more than four games in a row right all season um and if you look at City like how many they won in a row and how how much confidence that breeds I think Arsenal now in terms of rotation uh it should be minimal. I'm not so sure about the Europa League right. on Thursday. Because they won't need to worry about it Because we're 3-0 so up. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're 3-0 up and it's a home game. So Arson, for all inter- intents and purposes, will probably put out a like week inside. But what Mkhitaryan said after the game, I, I think he's probably going to play because he was saying very much this, that we need to... We need to build some confidence. We we don't need to uh, rest players for this game. We need to to build on what we've got. Right. Um, so I, I am wondering, like, if there's going to be wholesale rotation. Obviously, Aubameyang can't play in the Europa League anyway. Lacazette is out now, so there are certain players who would definitely miss out. But I don't think you need to worry too much about rotation. Uh, in terms of how well Arsenal do in these games, uh, City can concede goals. We know that. Aubameyang is a very fast striker. He might be able to nip in behind that defence and get a goal, but... Yeah, I can't kind of commit to being like, oh, get Arsenal boys in now. No. Like, see how they do against City first, probably. I still think as well, I'm under the belief that this is still too early to commit to Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan. And I want to give them until game week 29. Hmm. When so the fixtures are sexy. The fixtures are better. They've had actual time in the team. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, Mkhitaryan, please yeah. enter. And he's still cheap. He's still like 7.7 or something. Like. Sure, I'll take your word for it. But yeah, game week 29 is where I would start looking at. Yeah, so that's when they, they face Brighton, Watford, Leicester, Stoke, Southampton. Uh, sorry, the Leicester ones... Pretend so, I yeah. didn't say that. So but... like, it depends how you're building your team with game week thirty one in mind. Yeah. Then maybe you can wait until after game week thirty one. Mm. But I think it's worth keeping some Arsenal players on your radar. Yeah. 
four. Two games against That's City fun. will be a very good barometer for how good option, how good yeah. Arsenal players will be as yeah. options going forward. Because if they can come to the fore and get some goals against City, yeah, then they can score against anyone. Sure. Um, I I wouldn't recommend any Arsenal defenders unless you're banking on Monreal continuing the scoring form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to recommend them defensively because they just concede too many and they, they get hit so easily on the break. We give away a lot of penalties. Czech can't save any of them, so just don't go there. But Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang, tasty options, potentially. I've got one final question yeah. for Arsenal. You, as Arsenal representative. <laughs> Why are Arsenal players constantly offside? I am bored of it. Can they not just stay on side? Mm, why do you ask me this? Um, Has Aubameyang been on side since he started yes, playing? Yes, the, the one he was flagged offside, uh, who are we playing? Spurs. The one he was flagged offside for, he was on side. Mm. And he was going through, this was at nil nil. he was going through on goal. Who knows if he would have scored it? I don't. He probably would have because he's quite a good finisher. But mm. that one chance where Wilshire put him through, he was on side. Not even those crazy freaking VAR lines could tell me anything else. <laughs> Actually, Meza Ozil, I think, could be a shout towards the end of the season as well. He's, he's 9.3, so he's a little bit expensive. But again, he's like one of those... When he hits form, he can be a really, really good player to have. Uh, much like a, a De Bruyne, a budget De Bruyne in a sense, because he's, he's so good at assisting. And I hope that's what we'll see from him towards the end of the season. But I don't know. Um, okay. Would you like a Wigan Athletic Man City update? Oh, I'd love it actually. It's half time. Nil nil. It is. Unbelievable. Better than that. Who sent off? Fabian Delph. Oh, look, I was hoping there's going to be someone cool. Someone like David Silver. <laughs> and then I'd be like, yeah, good the one starts. <laughs> uh, all right, should we blaze through these? Because yeah, yeah. we're into the. We're into the wasteland. We're not yet, but we're getting very close. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Chelsea, uh, fixtures are not great for the next two. They play both Manchester's away. Yeah. And then blank in game week 31. And, <laughs> and then have Spurs the week after. Oh my goodness. My advice? Probs chill till April. Yeah. Um, but well, They're going to win all, all three of those games now. Maybe. And Hazard's got to smash it. But I don't want to run that risk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a silly one to take, really. My advice, my further piece of advice, is to keep an eye on Giroud hmm. at 8.2 oh, million. Yeah, I like the look of him a lot. Um, so two assists in the last Premier League game, hmm. and then two assists and a goal in the FA Cup against Hull. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad at all, and I think he fits that team perfectly. Like, What's his first name? Olivier. That's it. What I did want to say is William. you just brought yes. him up. He he would be such a great option if he played every game. Yeah. And it's so frustrating that he doesn't because he's he's been such a good player for them and showed it in the FA Cup again with, with two goals and an assist, I think. No, just the two goals. Just the two goals. It's a um, flow, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a really good performance, and he almost got a hat-trick as well, hit the post, but... He's an incredible player. It's just a shame you can't really recommend him, especially yeah. with those fixtures. Uh, Giroud, 100% keep an eye on him. If he starts the next three, 
then I think it's kind he's, of like a no-brainer. Yeah, you get because good he's a good finisher. Um, he's his link-up play is very very good, and you're gonna see benefits in the players around him from that. Mm. So you could see a lot of assists, and at eight point two, it's pretty bargain bargain price. Yeah. My next narrative is the Ward Prowse. Yes. So one of your one of your boys, one of your yes. favorite boys. Um, so I kind of. You know, I remember you talked about him. I'm not sure if it was the last podcast or the one before. But the thing I've always, the issue I've always had with Ward Prowse is he has some games in the season where he absolutely smashes it, looks like the best player in the team, and then he's on the bench for the rest of the season. And the thing with him is he's been so consistent lately, he appears to be getting the, the minutes. And all of a sudden, Southampton are actually scoring goals because the guy can take one hell of a corner. Mm. And I think if he continues to play, like he is one of the best options out there, even though Southampton is shit at scoring. Like, he is the one guy from a set piece. He can score a free kick or he can set up a goal from a corner. And at 5.1, like that's, you know, I can't see Milovojevic getting a penalty every game for the rest of the season. I mean, it's worked so far, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. But surely, surely... <laughs> Southampton do have fairly nice fixtures yeah. coming up as well. Yeah. Um, we have been burned by that before, but... Oh, yeah, I forgot. But he, he has to... I just seen, put it out of my mind. Like, I literally yeah. have just erased that from my memory. I, I mean, it's the Redmond conundrum. It happens every <laughs> season. Everyone gets him in. and That's the one thing I'm glad I never really bought into. But I just yeah. blindly follow Arsenal players and stuff like that instead. So... Um, yeah, he, he looks a really good option, and I think some people have really benefited from having him the last last few weeks. He has to start. Like, I can see no other option. Like, they're playing a lot better when he plays. Keep playing him Pellegrino. Pellegrino? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, San Pellegrino. Um, he, he has to start every game, and I think he's he's brilliant when he does. So, I, I'm I'm a convert. I've turned around on him. I've just got a couple more points on various teams. There mm. are other teams we won't mention because there's no point. Watford. Yes. So we record. We just finished recording before they went to four one. Chelsea, Chelsea. And they smashed them. Yeah. Yeah. And I was shook and on the train home. Oh my god, that was crazy. Um. Burnley. Right. So you have some disparaging words for Burnley, which I. I'm not. I'm not going to accept it. It I may look like Einstein's definition of insane, but I do not care. I don't think we can keep trying to deny this poor form. Okay. Okay. But but they were so close, Natalie. They were so close. I know, but it's not good enough, is it? But again, they've had a, a two week rest now. Two week rest. Southampton, Everton, West Ham, Chelsea, West Brom, Watford, Leicester. Okay. But those are sexy fixtures, yo. Okay. They're fixtures until the end of the season. I did make the mistake I've made three times on this podcast and we have game thirty one. But it will happen. Game thirty one was the Chelsea, Chelsea game, so it's fine. Double game week. <laughs> um, yeah. I also currently have. A Burnley goalkeeper and two Burnley defenders, so <laughs> maybe, <laughs> and they are all starting for me next week against Southampton. Southampton. Oh, where, where Ward Prowse is going to do a good free kick. Oh, if Ward Prowse is the one that destroys my team, 
Because that was the thing, right? This this week, I was on, and I say this week, it was like two weeks ago now, yeah. but I was on to an absolute delight, like <laughs> 19, 20 points from my three Burnley players, right? Yeah. And then in the last 10 minutes, I think it was even the last five, wasn't it? No, they I got that goal. It was that, oh, that it was definitely the last 10. Um, and it was agonizing. Who scored it? Key. Key Sung Young. God damn it, Key. I'm sick of you and your shit. It was, it was frustrating, Natalie. It was very frustrating. Um, but I knew I was running that risk. It, barely anyone kept a clean sheet last week as well. Wasn't it like Liverpool and... Swansea. Swansea. <laughs> I've no idea. Maybe there were some others. I can't um, remember. But I can't advise against having more than one player in the same position mm. more. Yeah. Like, I, I can't understand why people do it. It's it's a high-risk, high-reward game. That's essentially it. If it works, it works great. And you look like a genius. If it doesn't work, got egg on your face, haven't you? And Adrian and Ogbonna on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All these times I've played them. That's it. That's that's. If I had your team, I never would have played all three Burnleys and not either of the West Ham. I put Mustafi first on the bench. Like I never. Because I had Sacco. You have to. Like, I have to spread. I have to spread my risk. Yeah. Um. But but for me the the heartbreaking thing was I was like oh maybe Mustafi will get a goal like he did in the other North London derby. Put him first on the bench. Sacco mysteriously in a, injured and not in the squad. Yeah. Again. And there was no news on it. Like, Ben Dinnery didn't report it. Like, the club <laughs> didn't report it. Yeah. It, he was back. He played the last game as a sub. And then he was gone. And I was like, what? Yeah. What was going on? Um, okay, you've turned me around with these upcoming Burnley fixtures. They are great until the end of the season, pretty much. And they did. And like, this patch for them was tough. Yeah. Um, this is honestly the reason why I got Loughton or Loughton as my third Burnley was because I was looking at this run and I'm like, I'll just do it. I'll I just play him every game. I think you have to be wary because, like, Burnley aren't going to get relegated. Yeah. Like, it's... There's almost... not so much for them to play for. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're not going to make the top six now. Yeah. Top five or whatever you need to be top in. I don't know. Give... <laughs> I'd love to see Arsenal and Burnley battling it they're out. They're not going to make it now. <laughs> like, they've wrecked it. Um, I'd love to see them do it, but it's not going to happen. The question you're asking here is, do you think that Dyche is like enough of a motivator to get him to fight for every game when there's nothing to play for? Exactly. Which I would argue their their like spirit, the way that they they run, they operate as a team. Yeah. I'd expect them to to still try to win every game. Like hmm. you might as well. Yeah. I think as well when you're a team like Burnley, where people wouldn't even expect to see you in hmm. the top ten. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of. It's got to be kind of addictive getting those wins and proving yeah. everyone wrong again and again. I think that's part of their mentality of of being the small team that proves everyone wrong. Sure. So yeah, they they are, they are still a good option. I think the rest of the teams, however. Uh well, my only other team to to highlight. Um, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Fixtures are absolutely shocking. Yep. Milivojevic. Oh, okay. You can't. You cannot deny. I haven't even written any notes. I'm the just, penalty gainer. I've written four point eight comma and then nothing. <laughs> um, Let's just just think about him. What he's done this um, season. All the penalties he scored. Yeah, and he had a quite a good shot 
fairly on target in this Everton game anyway. Quite a good shot, fairly on target. <laughs> exactly. From open play as well. Like, I don't think he's a bad option at 4.8. Mm. The thing that frustrates me is, you know, I was just saying about how I was on to like 18 to 20 points with my Burnley defenders. The other thing was everyone else in the freaking league has Milivojevic now and I don't. And then he got that late penalty and I was like, what the fuck? What are you doing? I mean, I was gassed because I'd left Pickford on the bench. The the, the only thing was, I was like, "I'm I'm only okay with it because you have him and I also want you to do well. But I'm also very angry that this has happened just because get him, just get him in. you must so be able to afford it. Brought, yeah, of course I can. I can do Gundogan to. Oh to yeah, end. just do that. I believe in Gundogan. Well, okay. I'm on the Gundogan. <laughs> I mean, at this point, right? There's so. Did you coin that? No, of course oh. someone's done that before. I mean, I, I can't remember where I've heard it, right. but I've definitely heard it. Somewhere. It's not new. Um, a bit like it's. I am so wedded to differentials at this point because I need to catch up. That's that's pretty much it. Are you looking at the score? Or are you yeah. looking at the time? What? Are Wigan winning? If Wigan winning... Oh, my God! Man City! Wait, they're still got a blank anyway. Shit. That more or less wraps it up in the preview sort of things. I don't think we really need to do every individual fixture because, one, this has been hella long. It has. And we have kind of previewed a lot of the, the, the broader scope of things. So let's look at our favourite games... A favourite So, games. I'm quite annoyed because the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday is Leicester Stoke. I'm actually pretty hyped for this. I can watch Mares. Yes, Mares. And then Wait, the... am I going to be up that early? No, I'm not. Exactly. And then the evening kickoff, Watford Everton. Hmm. It's a no from me. Oh, man. Who wants to watch those games? Are you kidding? Oh, man. I can't... My heart cannot deal with this stuff anymore of, like, Spurs 12 o'clock on a Sunday and I'm, I've got Harry Kane captain at the moment. But it will be on BT Sport. It will be on BT Sport, but... Will I be up to watch it? Oh. Probably not. Oh, if Salah goes and scores 25 goals on Saturday, so this is so, I'm going to oh be so Lord. mad. I didn't realise that was on Saturday. Who the fuck am I going to captain? Mm, so this is this is the thing, right? Okay. So, Let's throw some captains out there. So um, this Leicester Stoke, mid, midday, 12.30 kickoff, don't fuck with it. Um, Brian Swansea, that's a nice nil-nil if I've ever seen one. Brian playing at home. One nil Swansea. Brian at home. Always concede at least one. Brian at home. <laughs> no, I reckon that's a I reckon that's a nil nil. That is. You know what? Maybe one all. Last time Brighton were at home, they conceded one. Um, against Stoke. Oh no, that was away, wasn't it? It was uh against. They just played at home against Coventry and won three one. Also conceded one. There's <laughs> the same result in the in the previous. I reckon areas. this this is a one one. Three one against West Ham. The Brighton Swansea. One one. Why aren't you listening to me? I am listening. I reckon this is a one one. I think it would be mad for Brighton not to score with these new players that they yeah. have who are good at goals, and obviously Swansea can't be beaten. Yeah. So I reckon that's a one one. Burnley Southampton. You've got to hope for Burnley. 
They need to. Uh, I, I really hope for Burnley. On such like genuine search poor form. I'm like for Captain last, Pope for the last five games. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's... Towards the end of the season, I probably will start captaining Pope mm. if he's still playing. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll be captaining Dubravka. Oh God, if Pope didn't play this weekend, <laughs> I'll have Pickford oh. coming in. It'd be a great time. Um, so Burnley, Southampton. You'd hope for Burnley's sake, but maybe Ward Prowse will fuck shit up. Um. Another three o'clock, Liverpool-West Ham. You'd be hopeful for Liverpool that they do some goals. Only thing is West Ham always raise their game against the top teams and play super defensively. So but for will, Salah, this, will this stop a guy like Salah? He's no, just insane. Nothing will. I, I don't think it will either. Um, and then on Sunday, so as you mentioned, the midday kickoff is Palace Spurs. I mean, I looked at this and I thought, Palace going to get a result here. And then I thought, no, Captain Kane. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember what happened last time they played Arsenal and they conceded four goals in the first 20 minutes. And I was was like, that yeah. Palace Spurs where Spurs lost? Oh, no, that was Man City where they drew nil-nil, right? Uh, and yeah, and Milivojevic had a last penalty. penalty in like the 95th minute. And everyone died on the pitch that day. Yeah. I remember. It was a massacre. It was. And then <laughs> a random five minutes past two kickoff, but no late kickoff on Sunday. It's a mystery to me. Hmm. Um, Man United, Chelsea. Now, luckily for me, I have no players involved in this game. And well, that's, that's just that's how lucky, I that want it. That sucks for the end of the weekend. No players. I've got Lingard, my boy. I've got rid of Alonso now. Do you so think he'll score him. against Chelsea? I hope so, because I've had him this long. Um, And then this wild end of the midweek, Arsenal-Man City. Captain Aubameyang. He's not even going to play, Dan. He's totally going to play. He'll have to to play. play. (laughs) There's no other option, right? (laughs) Welbeck? It would be Welbeck, yeah, if it wasn't him. Um, Like, I would almost ignore this fixture's existence. If you've got players... Imagine captaining Aubameyang or Sterling and having to wait four days. Genuinely just ignore it. If you've got players playing in it, fine. Yeah. Other than that, pretend it's not there. Don't bank on it. Don't captain anyone. I'm so tempted, though. Don't do it. There's no point. The idea of having one more fixture to just wait for. There's no need. You're going to forget. This is the problem. You'll get to Wednesday and be like, right, well, that game week's over and completely forget about it. And then the next, you've probably got... And then Aubameyang hat-trick will happen. I'll be like, why didn't I captain him? And then (laughs) 48 hours later, like, it's game week 29. I just... Okay, so I just... You can't... Let's talk about captains. Let's have a genuine discussion. Like, give um, me, give Captain me your, Salah, the end. You're saying Salah. It doesn't matter that it's on Saturday. <sighs> These fixtures post-Saturday are so ugly mm-hmm. that for, it has to be Salah, unless you're going for a random differential to get yourself up in leagues. So that's what I'm doing with Kane. Okay. And also, uh, is Kane I mean, a, it's not random. Is Kane a differential? If everyone's got a Captain Salah, like they have done for the past, what, three weeks, then yeah. Okay. I mean, that's part of the reason I'm doing so freaking terribly. Not only did I not have him... You weren't... Yeah, you couldn't captain him. I couldn't captain him either. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like, for me, looking at Palace, it's away from home for Spurs, which is not ideal, but Palace have 10 injuries, and they have multiple defensive injuries, assuming Sacco is not going to play. Yeah. 
Uh, if Saku does play, I think they're a different proposition because he's a very good defender. But even so, like Kane is Kane is on good form. They're they're pretty high on confidence after their recent results. I have to go for it because everyone else will probably go for Salah and you know how I feel about West Ham playing the big teams. So that's it for me. But you're okay. going Salah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of, he's the only real option I have. It's I'm not even dry. looking at my team, but yeah, it's pretty Oh maybe sure. Firmino. Firmino. Yeah. Who? <laughs> maybe Firmino. Firmino. Kiko Firmino. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace. Bring him back. I do have Walcott as well. Can we resurrect Kiko? Yeah, of course we can. Um and if I was going for a crazy differential, I might Captain Dunk. <laughs> that would be a crazy differential. But that's what I was doing at the start of the season, wasn't I? Yeah. Like, if you had a good week, then the next week I'd just do it. That's amazing. We should, all, we should all take a leaf out of your book, Thanks. to be Basically, just don't... Make sure I don't, like, drink anything on Friday, because... Dan, I can't do I that. I know I'll be... I'll be hovering over that team. You just do what you want. I can't stop you. I can't even get you to come to the park with me because you've already drunk too much. (laughs) Um, Right, your clean sheet cup, Dan. Okay, let me give you the result you need, which is... So you got a point last game week. Did I actually? Who did I say? Liverpool against Southampton. Fuck yeah. Fuck Yeah. I've got a point. You did. For the first... Oh, no, you've got, you've got two two points in a row. Are you kidding me? Oh, God, I was going to say Burnley, and I'm doubting myself. You can say Burnley if you want. I'm going to say Swansea. To keep a clean sheet against Brighton. With Brighton are playing at home. With their all-new striking... Swansea. Striking mass. I'm going to say Swansea. I'm riding too hard. And I'm going to listen back to this. I mean, it's going to be a long one to listen back to, but if next week Burnley have kept the clean sheet I'm going to be so mad at myself but yeah that's my choice don't you need Burnley to keep a clean sheet yeah I do and then I'm going to say um, I might say Burnley actually oh goodness what are Newcastle like away from home um, I couldn't tell you they've just been pretty poor in general and then they did really well against United so it's it's hard to really to say what they're going to be like. I don't know. They want to some Bournemouth who are also an enigma of a team. I might say, but like Dubravka. I'm going to go for Newcastle. You're going to buy into the hype. Yeah. I, I like for, it. I like I'm going to go for Newcastle. I respect that. Because why not? I'm still four points ahead of you, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it has been a relatively long podcast. Hopefully half of it will be gone by the time you hear it. Oh, God. I, I Yeah. I'll, the time I hear it, <laughs> I'm going to be literally dead. Uh, I did want to want to just say quickly. Do you hear about the West Brom guys stealing a taxi? No. Well, yes, <laughs> but I heard first that Pardew wasn't mad. They broke curfew or something, and Pardew's like, "I'm mad, but I'm uh, not really mad." I'm not mad. They stole a taxi and were really yeah, like, but he was mad drunk. about something else. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it was proper that. It was literally that. Did you see the interview? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, it was pretty much that. And basically, they went on a, a warm weather training trip to try so and like bond Barcelona the squad or something, right? yeah to try and bond the squad together I think it was a McDonald's like they four players they, they were in a taxi and they took the taxi and drove back to their hotel at like three Where in the was, morning where's the driver? I guess he went out for a cigarette or something right, or he okay. went out to get food or went to the toilet they took his taxi without his permission Why? back to the hotel and then yeah 
that, the rest was history. You've got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so that's why you shouldn't get them in your fantasy team because that's that's the kind of professionalism we're seeing from those boys. Pretty the much. They're not thinking about getting you points. No. But while we're at it, this whole podcasting thing, how can you contact us, Natalie? You can get us on Twitter at The Denalysis. I haven't been tweeting because, as mentioned numerous times during this podcast, I have rage quit Twitter when it comes to football. You'll, you'll be back. Yeah, I did tweet yesterday. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get us there. We will reply, maybe. Yeah. If you're nice. You can also email us um, at hello at the denalysis.com. And you can rate and subscribe to our podcast, Lead Analysis, on Apple Podcasts. That'd be really lovely if you did. Yeah, absolutely. All right, it's been a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Always. Mostly just gentlemen, I'm sure. And I'd like to end this podcast on the note that Wigan Athletic have beat Man City. Oh my God! In the FA Cup fifth round. Oh, what a cadence. That is, that is fantastic. Isn't it? Wow. Well, I colour me shocked. I'm genuinely in awe of that. But it's been a pleasure, everybody. Wish you all the best in your FPL weeks and the season to come. We draw into a close. I've been Dan. And you've been Nelly. Always. Goodbye. Bye.